Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Good night, everyone. Praise the Lord. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord tonight? I have been fighting a cold since Wednesday. I was sitting in class, and a gentleman behind me began to cough. I said, oh, Lord. So I asked him, I said, man, is it a cold? He said, allergies. I said, that don't sound like allergies to me. And by Thursday, I was getting sick. But I know we serve a good God that can heal. What do you say? And I believe the Lord is going to rebuke this cold and sickness at least for the couple of minutes that I stand before you tonight. I am so excited to be here at Saving Grace. Amen? Are you excited to be in the house of the Lord today? How many of you know if it wasn't for the blood of Jesus that you wouldn't be sitting here tonight? Some of us have been in a mental home, been in a hospital bed, but you're sitting in the house of God. And God is indeed worthy to be praised. I love coming to Florida because I get to eat good at least for a weekend. So uh, um, I'm going to tell my mother-in-law, I'm planning to carry up some food. I see you back there. (laughs) Amen. I'm so grateful to be here and to be able to get out of the cold and to be here to worship with you tonight. Our theme, United with Christ. But tonight I want to preach to you on the theme, Uniting with the World. I have a very serious message from God, and I believe the Lord has put something on my heart tonight that I want to share with you all. So I'm going to ask that you may stand to your feet tonight as we get into God's word and as we read his holy words tonight. Our text is found in Genesis chapter 19, verses 1 through 5. Genesis chapter 19. Verses 1 through 5, and let us pray. Father, we are thankful tonight that when all fails, Jesus never fails. We are thankful tonight, Lord, that you have brought people out to hear the word of God. Lord, we pray that if there is sin in our lives, that you may remove it. Lord, we pray not only for the Spirit of God to be in here, but we pray that the Spirit of God may be within us. Lord, I pray for my health tonight. I want to pray for strength and the ability to proclaim your word. Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings and forgive us of all our sins. Bring your people closer to you tonight is what we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Genesis chapter 19, remain standing. Verse 1 says, The two angels arrived in Sodom in the evening, and Lot was sitting at the gateway of the city. When he saw them, he got up to meet them and bowed down with his face to the ground. My Lord, he said, please turn aside to your servant's house. You can wash your feet and spend the night and then go on your way early in the morning. No, they answered, we will spend the night in the square. Verse 3 says, but he insisted strongly that they did go with him and entered his house. And he prepared a meal for them, baking bread 
and with ye without yeast, and they ate. Verse 4. <clears throat> Before they had gone to bed, all the men from every part of the city, listen to the text, both young and old, surrounded the house. They called out to Lot and said to Lot, Where are the men who came to you tonight? Bring them out to us that we may have sex with them. Brothers and sisters, if you allowed me tonight, I want to preach to you from the sermon entitled, You Can Take Me Out of Sodom, But You Can't Take Sodom Out of Me. You may be seated in God's presence. When people hear about New York City, most people think about the terrorist attack that happened on 9-11-2001, 14 years ago. You mention New York City to some people, they think about the violence and crime that takes place in that city daily. The high percentage of black-on-black -black crimes, the constant recording of police brutality has made many afraid and terrified to live in that city. Though some may love New York City, others cringe at the thought when they hear about New York because of its many atrocities. But there is one city, brothers and sisters, that people don't often talk about that surpasses New York or any other city in crime and violence. The news recorded daily events of murder and bloodshed in the streets of Sodom. Bank robbery and human trafficking and prostitution was prevalent. Rape and molestation in every form of evil was there. Crack and meth and cocaine and alcohol addiction could be found on every corner in Sodom. Extortion and political corruption was at an all-time high. Everywhere you turned in Sodom was evil. Everywhere you turned in Sodom was corruption. Everywhere you turned in Sodom was immorality. Genesis says that God had to come down to see the corruption that was taking place. The city was so corrupt that not even ten righteous people could be found. Sodom was the kind of place that you would hear about on the news daily. It was a kind of city that you wouldn't want to raise your children. And whenever you mentioned the name of Sodom, people began to feel terrified because they knew of the wickedness in Sodom. The place was so evil that men acted more like demons more than human beings. Satan seemed to be the king and the ruler in such city. It was in this context, the Bible says, that Lot now finds himself living. Some can't get closer to God because they keep surrounding themselves like Lot with evil. The Bible says that Lot now, he is sitting at the gate of Sodom. I could see Lot, brothers and sisters, with his iPhone 6 in his hand, checking his email and his Facebook message. He was probably texting his wife to see if the curry goat or the oxtail was ready. He was sitting at the gate of Sodom, and the Bible says that Lot sees two men approaching Sodom in the evening. 
No one knows their name or where they're from, but they are two strangers from a distant land. Two strangers, but no one recognizes who they are. No one knew that these men were coming on a divine message. And this is the same problem that we have today. People don't recognize Jesus because they are too busy chasing sex and money and drugs. Some of us tonight are not connecting with the Lord because we are too busy chasing love in the wrong places. They thought that they were ordinary men, but these men were angels sent from heaven. No one thought that these men were coming to destroy their city. No one thought that these men were coming to pronounce judgment on their city. And this is the lesson that God would have us to learn, is that we are to be ready to meet Jesus at all times. We must be ready to meet the Lord in the air if he comes today. They came on a mission that evening. They had come to witness for themselves the wickedness in Sodom. Just like how these angels came down to witness the wickedness in Sodom. Every day, angels of God are watching and keeping record of how we are living. Every word and every deed is being recorded in God's book. And tonight, I want to tell you that God is always watching us to see how we are acting. The angels had come to destroy the city, but the people of Sodom did not recognize God's message to them. The people of Sodom heard the gospel through Abraham when Abraham had saved Lot from destruction. Before God destroyed the city, God gave them warning after warning. And I want to tell you tonight, before God destroys anyone or anything, he gives us warning after warning. Because God's we're not willing that any man should perish. God sent the people light, but the people, time after time, began to refuse God's blessings. Because they kept resisting God's mercy, they became more under the control of Satan. And God today is even sending us messages time after time. But many are ignoring God's messages. And the more they be people in Sodom began to ignore God's message was the more corrupt they became. Was the more dishonest they became. And I want to tell you tonight, every time we resist God's grace and mercy, we sink deeper and deeper into darkness. Every time we resist Jesus, we're uniting under the banner of evil. Every time we resist Jesus, we are uniting with the world and we are not uniting with Christ. Lot invited the men home that night to protect them from the wickedness that was in Sodom. The Bible says that the men now are enjoying themselves and they are eating. And while they are eating, the Bible says that men from all over the city begins to come at Lot's door. The Bible says that now they begin to knock at Lot's door and they begin to tell Lot, Lot, bring them out, the men who came to you tonight. 
Can you imagine how corrupt these men had become? To ask such a question, bring them out that we may know them. Lot was facing the devil on his doorsteps. And tonight I want to tell you that some people may be facing Satan on their doorsteps too. It may not be men from the city that are crowding your door, but it may be school, it may be work, it may be friend or foe, but you're facing Satan on your doorsteps. Some tonight are sitting and trouble is at your doorsteps. Marriage is falling apart. That's trouble at your doorsteps. Disease is in your body. That's trouble at your doorsteps. Life seems to be falling apart. Things seem only to be getting worse instead of better. But I want to tell you tonight that when trouble is at your doorsteps, Jesus is standing there with you. What do you say? But the Bible says, my help comes from the Lord the maker of heaven and earth. He will not allow your foot to slip. He that watches over Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. And I'm so thankful tonight that when trouble is all around me, I have a God that watches me 24-7 a days. Psalm 125 says, Those who trust in the Lord are like Mount Zion which cannot be moved, nor can they be shaken. The Bible says that men from all over the city came to Lot's house, and they began to ask Lot the question, can you bring the men out so that we can know them? The Bible says, now hear me tonight, that old men and young men were at Lot's door. Stay with me tonight. That's why today our world is so corrupt. Because old people and young people are uniting to do evil. There is no example being set by the older people for the younger people. The blind is leading the blind. And all of them are falling in a ditch. That's why crime is increasing. Because the youth have no example. The Bible says that all of them, both young and old, were at his door. When I ask you tonight, what kind of example are you setting? What kind of path are you laying out for your children? What path are you laying out for those who are watching you? The Bible says that both old and young were there. Jesus says before he comes, the world will be like Sodom. But if you haven't been watching the news, I want to inform you tonight that the world is already like Sodom. You don't see men posting pictures of Jesus kissing the thief on the cross. Transgender men mimicking Christ on the cross and they're posting these things and they're laughing. The world, brothers and sisters, is already like Sodom. The Bible says, Jesus says in this word that in the last days, men will become less reverent 
and they will become less holy. But tonight, I want to tell you, if you're planning to be a citizen of heaven, you can't live the way you want, but you have to live the way that God is calling you to live. Only life in Jesus brings true happiness. Are you hearing me tonight? There is no peace outside of Jesus. There is no joy outside of Jesus. That's why we are searching, but yet we are not fulfilled because the only fulfillment comes from God. Are you hearing me tonight? The Bible says that Lot goes outside. Are you with me tonight? And the Bible says when Lot goes outside, Lot begins to speak to the men. The Bible says that Lot says, no, my friends, don't do this wicked thing. Have you ever went to someone and plead with them not to make a decision? The Bible says that Lot goes out there and he says, no, I'm begging you. Please don't do this thing. But listen to what the text says. The men said to Lot, get out of our way. They replied, this fellow came here as a foreigner, and now he's acting like a judge. So they said, Lot, we are going to do you worse than the two men. Somebody tonight is facing persecution like Lot because you want to stand for what is right. Family members may be picking on you because you want to go to church. Friends may be laughing at you just like the men did that night when Lot made a stand. And people are sometimes wondering, should I commit myself to Jesus? Brothers and sisters, if you're in the valley of decision tonight, I want to tell you that there is no friend like Jesus. The men told Lot, that they were going to do him worse than the two angels. And isn't that always the case when we stand for truth? We seem to be persecuted, just like the woman in the courthouse who said she wouldn't want to sign uh, the homosexual marriages. She was thrown in jail. Persecution is always coming to those who decide to stand for the truth. Today, icons and celebrities are promoting iniquity as if it is something positive. Today, in America, the pornography industry is the most successful business. Last seven years, the global pornography review uh, was estimated 20 billion with 10 billion alone coming from the United States. Are you listening to me tonight? The industry makes more money than the NFL, NBA, and baseball. Our world brothers and sisters are already like Sodom. Our world is already corrupt. Men no longer want men. Women now want women. People are more confused about their sexual orientation than ever before. And now they're even being rewarded as if they are 
done something great and courageous. But listen to this. The Bible says that Lot, he offers his daughters to save the men. Now look at the position that Lot puts himself in. Lot was with Abraham, but now Lot is in Sodom offering his daughters. Sometimes we can put ourselves in some very tough situations. The men outside the door rush towards Lot to attack him. But the Bible says that angels of God stood out there and they reached out their hands and they snatched Lot in and they struck the men with blindness. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you tonight that this is a very important lesson for us to learn because when we begin to pursue sin, we will always be blind. We'll be blind in the direction that God wants us to go, blind to the person God wants us to marry, blind to the career that God wants you to have, blind to the place that God wants you in life, blind to the right type of friends that you need to have. Whenever we pursue sin, we will always be blind. Are you listening to me? Because Lot made an economic decision over a spiritual decision. He suffered for many years. He suffered from assault in Sodom. He suffered from backbiting. He suffered for many years. He suffered from classism and critics. He suffered from death and dysfunction. He suffered for many years. Many times, many times people are not happy because they have chosen to unite with the world instead of Jesus like Lot did. But God is calling us tonight to leave the world behind and put the cross before us. Are you hearing me tonight? He is asking us to put Sodom behind us and put the new Jerusalem before us. And if there was ever a time, brothers and sisters, that we need to get right with Jesus, the time is now. When Lot rebuked the men, the men came forward to break his door down. This will always be the case when we speak the truth. The world will try to break your door down. But when the world tries to break your door down, Jesus is always standing behind you to snatch you out of the hand of the enemy. What do you say? Heaven watched that night. As men crowded at the door, hoping to molest these angels from heaven. They tipped the cup of mercy that night, and God's cup was filled with indignation. Genesis now says that Lot, when you read the Bible, that Lot pitched his tent towards Sodom. But when you read Genesis 19, Lot now is living in Sodom. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you that we got to be careful where we pitch our tent. Because it's only a matter of time before we go in that direction. Lot ended up in Sodom. Because like they said in Jamaica, Lot was too licky-licky and ready eye. Everything he saw in Sodom, Lot wanted. Every day, Lot kept uniting with the world. 
and the world began to unite with him. He wanted to gain the houses and lands, but Lot forgot about his Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. He wanted money in his bank account, but Lot forgot about the streets of gold that he would one day be walking on. Are you hearing me tonight? And listen to me. Just like Lot, people don't leave church immediately. But Lot was led into Sodom step by step. And you see, people don't leave church immediately because Satan knows how to lead us step by step. And I've met so many people who are walking close to God, but men or some women have drawn them out of church step by step. And now they have lost their connection with God. But I want to tell you, when Satan has pulled you out, Jesus wants to pull you in tonight. Saving grace, I want to tell you tonight that we need to be ready to leave this world behind. And we need to follow Jesus. Lot wanted to take, wanted to take his love, wanted to take all of his positions with him. And his love for the world held him back when the angels told him to get out of the city. Lot hesitated, the Bible says. And he couldn't leave his riches behind. And I often wondered, if I was in the position, what would I do? And I want you to think about it tonight because the same charge that was given to Lot, God has given us that charge tonight. Leave those things behind and head to the mountain. The Bible says that when Lot hesitated, men, the men grasped his hand and the hands of his wife and his two daughters and led them safely out of the city for the Lord was merciful unto them. As soon as they had been brought out of the city, the Bible says, the angel said to Lot, flee for your lives. Don't look back. And don't stop anywhere in the plain. Flee to the mountains. To you, else you will be swept away. But verse 26 says that Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. And I want to tell you tonight that when God tells you to do something, you need to stop looking back. When God tells you to do something, don't look back, but keep moving forward. And some people tonight can't move forward because they keep looking back. Some can't get into a new relationship because they keep looking back. Some can't mend their marriages because they keep looking back. Some can't get healing because they keep looking back. People began to tremble. As they saw black clouds in the sky. Vengeance was ready to be carried out. And as they saw the clouds filled with hail that day. Fire began to rain down from heaven. And men were there. Going about their activity without even noticing that judgment was coming. Fire began to rain down from heaven. As men went about 
their activity. They did not love God, neither did they serve him. They did not love God, neither did they reverence him. They did not love God, neither did they honor him. God wants to save them, but they did not want to be saved. God wanted to save the men, but they wanted to live in their sin. And I want to tell you tonight that God cannot save us unless we surrender. The Bible says that Lot gets to the mountaintop and his children get him drunk. So Lot's daughter and his older and youngest daughter, when they got out of Zorah and settled in the mountains, they said, the older one said to the youngest one, our father is old. There is no man around to give us children. As the custom is in all over the earth. Let us go into our father and get him drunk with wine and sleep with him to preserve our family. Verse 33 says, then they got their father drunk. And the older daughter went in and slept with him. And he was not aware when she lay down and when she raised up. And the younger one did the same thing. And brothers and sisters, I want to tell you tonight that the children of Lot were so heavily influenced by the environment of Sodom that even when they were out of Sodom, Sodom was still in them. And many today are in church, but Sodom is still in us. But I want to tell you that God was merciful to Lot because Abraham pleaded for him. And I'm so glad tonight that when I was in Sodom, somebody was praying for me. When I was sinking deep in sin, far from the peaceful shore, very deep a stain within, sinking to rise no more. But the master of the sea heard my despairing cry, and from the waters he lifted me. Now safe am I. How many of you tonight are happy that someone was praying for you when you were in Sodom? Because of my mom's prayers and my grandmother's prayers, I was snatched out of Sodom. And many of you can say the same thing tonight, that if it wasn't for the prayers of my grandmother or mother or somebody at church, I would have been left in Sodom. And I'm so glad, brothers and sisters, that when I'm in trouble, God will remember the prayers of my grandmother, of my mother. He'll remember the prayers that people have been praying for me. God is calling us tonight not to unite with the world, but to unite with him. Because God has already thought our problems out. And brothers and sisters, when the things around us are falling apart, remember that God has already thought our problem out and he's already thought our problem through. When children are acting crazy, remember, God has thought things out and thought it through. When our bills are high, God has already thought our problems out and he's already thought it through. I want to tell you tonight that God is looking 
to bring people out of Sodom. To unite with him in the new Jerusalem. And one day, brothers and sisters, when his trumpet is sound, this mortal shall put on immortality. This corruption shall put on incorruption. One day, brothers and sisters, in the twinkling of an eye, I shall be changed. No more suits, but I will have a glorified body. No more clothes from the store because Jesus will clothe me with light. That's the future Jesus has for each of us tonight. And I want to tell you, heaven is awaiting. It's just one decision away. How many tonight want to say, Lord, I want to put the world behind me and put the cross before me. Jesus is calling you because he is coming again. Whether you believe it, whether you think it's a lie, he is coming. And when he comes, will you and I be ready? Jesus is coming again. And he wants to save us. And I want to encourage you tonight as we continue with our revival. Let us not unite with the world. But let us unite with Christ. Because Christ wants to unite with us. And somebody tonight is hearing the Holy Spirit. Pleading with you. And asking you to unite with him. I want to encourage you tonight. Make a decision for the Lord. And as we continue the next day, I pray that you may surrender and give your hearts to Jesus. And I ask that you may stand to your feet tonight as we invite our Lord and Savior in our hearts and say, Lord, I want to put the world behind me and put the cross before me. Lord, tonight we want to thank you because, Lord, you have delivered us from so many atrocities and so many things. I want to thank you, Lord Jesus, for helping us to become closer to you. I want to pray tonight, Lord, as we are learning and learning how to unite with Christ that we may be able to unite with you without looking back. Thank you, Lord, for all that you have done. Bless us and keep us. We thank you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting SavingGraceSDA.org.